Viewpoint on Mormonism, the program that examines the teachings of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints from a biblical perspective. Viewpoint on Mormonism is sponsored by Mormonism Research Ministry. Since 1979, Mormonism Research Ministry has been dedicated to equipping the body of Christ with answers regarding the Christian faith in a manner that expresses gentleness and respect. And now, your host for today's Viewpoint on Mormonism. Welcome to this edition of Viewpoint on Mormonism. I'm your host, Bill McKeever, founder and director of Mormonism Research Ministry, and with me today is Eric Johnson, my colleague at MRM. Today we wrap up our look at a conference message given by a Mormon apostle by the name of Ronald A. Rasband. It was titled, The Things of My Soul, with the subheading, What Things Do You Ponder? What Things Really Matter to You? And What Are the Things of Your Soul? It begins on page 39 in the November 2021 issue of Liahona Magazine, and of course that's a transcript of a conference message he gave in October of 2021. Today we are going to look at point number seven on his list, and before I do so, I think we need to recap what really was the genesis of all this. He talks about, at the beginning of his message, he says, I remember visiting virtually with one young woman in her home. I asked if it was the first time an apostle had been in her home. She quickly smiled and responded, yes. Her question for me was good, and this was the question. What are the most important things I should know? And so Ronald Rasband goes through a number of issues that are certainly very important to him and obviously should be important to every member of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. But now we get to point number seven, his seventh point, and this is what he has to say. Seventh, follow God's living prophet. This may be seventh on my list of things, but it is at the top of my mind in terms of its importance today. We have a prophet of God on the earth today. Never discount what that means for you. Remember the young woman I mentioned at the beginning? She wanted to know what things matter most. Follow living prophet, I said then, and I emphasize again today. We are distinguished as a church to be led by prophets, seers, and revelators called of God for this time. I promise that as you listen and follow their counsel, you will never be led astray. Never. You will never be led astray. Never. Now, I want you to notice something in this statement that he makes. He says, we are distinguished as a church to be led by prophets, plural, seers, plural, and revelators, plural called of God for this time. So obviously, I think, Rasband is not only including not just the president of the church, he's also including the first presidency, his two counselors, as well as the 12 apostles, which ironically includes Ronald A. Rasband as well. These men in the church are not supposed to lead the church astray, never Now, this statement that God will not allow the prophet of the church to lead the church astray is not a new one. This is not unique with Ronald Rasband. We've talked about this several times on this show, but a number of leaders have used this expression, which really goes back to the beginning, you might say, of the LDS movement. But my question is, in light of this statement is, has that always been true? Because If it's always been true, why all of a sudden this strong emphasis that we're hearing nowadays that only listen to the living prophet? In other words, the man who is guiding the church right now. 
there's almost like this campaign to put at ease the minds of Latter-day Saints who have read earlier accounts from leaders of their church and were disturbed by some of the things that they read. And it's an issue that I've always been wanting to take up with Latter-day Saints with, and that is this. If these leaders are always being led by the Spirit of God and they will never lead the church astray, why can't I read what they had to say way back when, when, let's say, Brigham Young was alive, a living prophet at the time, when he taught that Adam was God? Now, were members of the church led astray when believing that Brigham Young was telling them the truth, that Adam was really God and the only God with whom we have to do? Were people like John Taylor not leading the church astray when they were teaching things like the reason why we have blacks on the earth is because the devil needed a representation? Now, certainly no Latter-day Saint would believe that today, and they could easily argue, well, that's in the past, they're dead, we only go by living prophets. But folks, whenever you hear a Latter-day Saint use that argument, you just need to remind them that when John Taylor said that, when Brigham Young said what he said about Adam God, they were very much alive when they did it, and they were very much believed by the loyal members of the church who probably believed this same line that God will never allow them to lead the church astray, or as Rasban says, never, exclamation point. You're making a good point, and there's going to come a time when Russell M. Nelson is no longer living. Are we then going to look back in 10 years and say, well, we can't really trust what Nelson has to say? I don't see that attitude given in the Bible with the prophets. I mean, I don't see Jeremiah saying, hey, I'm the living prophet. Don't listen to what Isaiah said, because I'm going to tell you the truth. No, they always taught the same thing about God, the same thing about uh, all sorts of different issues of doctrine. And so I think if you're going to be speaking truth, it should be timeless truth. I would agree with you on that. And, and that's why I'm troubled by this statement. And because we hear it over and over again, God will not allow the church to be led astray. The prophet is going to give us what is true. And that's what Rasban's trying to tell us here. Rasban goes on to say, we live in a time when we are tossed to and fro, that's in quotation marks, when spirituality, decency, integrity, and respect are under attack. Um, hasn't that always been kind of the case? ever since the beginning. I mean, certainly the issues are different, but oftentimes we find spirituality, decency, integrity, and respect are under attack. That's not something that's new. But Rasban says we have to make choices. Hasn't that always been the way it is? Of course, we always have to make choices. But then he says, we have the voice of the Lord through his prophet to calm our fears and lift our sights. For when President Nelson speaks... He speaks for the Lord. Remember, this is the same man who has cited Russell M. Nelson several different times before. A total of five times in this article, he does not cite any other leader and even gives two additional examples of citations that Nelson has given. So he very much is lifting up Russell M. Nelson as being the representative of God himself. And the question I would ask is, well, okay, Latter-day Saint, he tells you that we have the voice of the Lord through his prophet to calm our fears and lift our sights. 
But how do you know that he's really a prophet? Have you ever tested the prophet of the church according to the two tests that are found in the Bible? Deuteronomy 13, Deuteronomy 18. When I ask that question of Latter-day Saints, they usually don't know where those references are, which tells me that they never really did follow that admonishment that we find in the Bible. And I would argue that Russell M. Nelson's view of God being very traditional is certainly a belief that disqualifies him according to Deuteronomy 13. It's obviously assumed that this man is a prophet of God. And as Ronald Rasband goes on to say, the most important words we can hear, ponder, and follow are those revealed through our living prophet. Evangelical Christian, take note. It's not the Bible. He's not emphasizing the Bible. He's emphasizing follow the words of the living prophet. And I think I can agree with that, Bill. I think we should follow the words as revealed through the living prophet. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1 says, In the past God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways, but in these last days he has spoken to us by his Son. We have a prophet as Christians. His name is Jesus. I would not trade Jesus for Russell M. Nelson or any other Latter-day Saint leader for anything in the world. And I would agree. And I, and I think their argumentation starts to, to crumble when they start emphasizing the words of another fallen human being. Let's not forget, folks, Russell M. Nelson has also sinned and come short of the glory of God. Russell M. Nelson is also prone to sin. Now, Remember, he's the prophet as Ronald A. Rasband is speaking in this conference. And you raise a good point, Eric. What if down the road after Nelson passes away and the new prophet gets up and says something, for instance, you know, I know in the past that Russell M. Nelson had a real problem with the word Mormon. Well, I don't really see it that way. Now what do you do as a Latter-day Saint? Does that mean that Nelson led you astray, and maybe Jesus wasn't quite as upset as he said that he was when you use the word Mormon in, in connection with the church, or being called a Mormon, or using the letters LDS instead of saying Latter-day Saint. Or maybe the new prophet won't see it to be a problem when you type LDS.org in order to get on the official site that's run by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. What do you do then? I can hear it now. Well, maybe that wasn't doctrine after all. That was probably a policy, and policy can be changed even though doctrine cannot. Well, let me ask you. When Brigham Young was teaching that Adam was God, was that a policy or was that a doctrine? And the reason I raise that question is because Brigham Young himself called it a doctrine in the same sermon when he introduced that heretical teaching. How come this principle didn't work back then, when Brigham Young was the president, as it allegedly works now? You see, this is why Christians have always looked to the written Word of God as our standard of, of authority. It doesn't matter what anybody says. It needs to be checked with the Word of God. If it does not stand up to the Word of God, then it needs to be rejected. And that's why, folks, a lot of Bible-believing Christians have had trouble with Mormonism. Many of the things that the LDS people are taught, as sincere as they are, are not accurate according to God's Word. 
Preach it, Bill, because you're saying exactly what needs to be said. Mormonism relies way too much on a sinful human being. Listen to what Rasband continues to say, and I think this is almost hero worship. He says, I bear witness that I have sat in council with President Nelson to discuss weighty matters of the church and of the world. And I have seen revelation flow through him. He knows the Lord. He knows his ways. And he desires that all of God's children will hear him, the Lord Jesus Christ. He goes on then and says, President Nelson is a gifted communicator, but more important, he is a prophet of God. That is staggering when you think about it, but it is critical to realize that his clear direction will shield us all from the deceit, craftiness, and secular ways gaining momentum in the world today. My question would be, has Nelson really addressed all of the deceit, craftiness, and secular ways gaining momentum in the world today? In many of those areas, he might have emphasized even some biblical principles that help us, but if they're biblical principles, we don't need him. We already have them in the Bible. They're already there for us to learn and to glean from and to apply to our lives. But I don't recall in a lot of the talks that Nelson has given where he specifically addressed a lot of the deceit, craftiness, and secular ways gaining momentum in the world today. In many ways, a lot of those subjects would be considered very politically incorrect, and you don't often hear modern LDS leaders jumping into the fray. And if this is what he's supposed to be doing, then shouldn't Nelson be bringing up a lot of these subjects in, let's say, his devotionals or conference messages and so forth? So far, I don't think he's met that requirement that Ronald Rasband has laid down. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information regarding Mormonism Research Ministry, we encourage you to visit our website at www.mrm.org, where you can request our free newsletter, Mormonism Researched. We hope you will join us again as we look at another viewpoint on Mormonism.